It's Thursday. It's time for another travel log. If you are stuck in traffic on the 405, I've been on the 405 and you do often get stuck in traffic. If you are doing the washing up in your South London house and wondering, should I do this washing up that my housemate has left? I think if I do it, it sets a precedent. You know, it's like they're always going to leave it and I'm always going to do it. Or should I say something? Or should I just not bother? Maybe it's a one-off. I don't know. Who knows? Then I would invite you to join me in Malaga. I am in Malaga. I'm currently in an Airbnb. I always seem to be in an Airbnb when I'm recording these things. But um, I'm in an Airbnb and I've been in Malaga for a little while now. At first I was in a hostel in Malaga, which I'll get onto. And now I'm here. There's a reason I'm staying in Malaga for as long as I am. Unfortunately, I can't say that right now. <laughs> you'll find out soon. Next week. Yeah, you'll find out next week as to why. It's not important. It's not. It's nothing like exciting. But <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so earlier on, I was in a hostel and it was really nice. It was super cheap too. It was like 10 euros a night, something like that. And I met a couple of cool people. Met some really cool people actually. And there's a lot of people that had, because like the thing that you that, that you ask when you first meet someone, it's always like, "Hey," and then they say, "Hey," and then one of you says, "Where are you from?" That's like one of the first questions. And in fact, I saw on uh, the I think it's a Facebook group, Nomads. I think it's called. It's Nomads something 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 alternative travel something like that. Really good group. And someone was saying about how they don't like the question, "Where are you from?" You know, someone says, "Hey, where are you from?" And they were like, well, you know, where I'm from doesn't define me. And, you know, you're just going to create these things in your head based on the country I'm from. And I don't live there and I don't belong to that place. And line it up, man. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's a conversation starter. That's all it is. It's not for someone to try and put you in a box like, hey, I'm from England. Oh, that guy must be uptight. You know, a lot of times that is the case. No, I'm joking though. So like, it's, it's a conversation starter. So that's what happens. Where are you from? Then you say, hey, I'm from here. And what I learned is a lot of people are from, <laughs> I was going to say a lot of people are from a lot of places. That's the most ridiculous thing about A lot of people are from a lot of different places. <sighs> What's the way to say that sentence? Like, for example, okay, there was this one guy, Sonny, his name was, really cool name. And he was, I think he's originally American, but he grew up in Australia, but he's also Irish, like properly Irish, not like American Irish. And you guys say you're Irish and you're not really Irish. And there was something else in there as well. And a lot of people had this, this similar thing. It's like, hey, I'm from here, but I grew up here. And like, you know, I'm half this and all these, all these things. And I don't know, I find those people super interesting because it's kind of like, because when you grow up in a place, you do have a mix, you do have that culture kind of ingrained in you a little bit, you know? Well, a lot of the time you do. I wouldn't say I do with, with England, but a lot of the time you do. But when you say you're half something else and you're, you know, you're, you're, you come from an, an immigrant family, something like that, it's a different, it's like a different mentality. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Let me know. Let me know. So I'm in Malaga and I was talking to old friend of the show, Laura Russell. I was talking to her. She was saying, uh, maybe you could talk about homesickness. Homesickness? Homesickness. That's weird, because homesick is a noun, but also so is sickness. Homesickness. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I would, but I don't think I'm qualified to talk about it, because I don't think, I don't think I feel it. If I do, it's very, very rare. 
So I don't think I'm qualified to talk about it. I would, I could try, but you know, I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy. I think the only time I do feel it is around. I wouldn't say the holiday season, but for me, Halloween is more important than uh, Christmas and New Year and stuff like that. And Halloween for me, where I want to be on Halloween, is in some type of place <laughs> that feels homely, right? Fire, you know, a bit of a fire there. And like duvets, red wine, you know, obviously red wine, Halloween, with like some Vincent Price films, listening to Typo Negative. And whenever, whenever I think about this, I always think about myself being with my ex-girlfriend because <laughs> Halloween was our, it's the word, holiday, I suppose, or day, you know. And so I guess that's, it's not really homesickness, but I feel like it's in the same ballpark emotionally, you know. And so I was thinking about this. Man, it's just tangent after tangent. And I was thinking about, I got this moment the other day, and I always, always get them. Because with that thing I was talking about earlier, when it's like, hey, you know, where are you from? Sometimes, at some point, you get onto how old are you, right? Maybe it never comes up. For me and Linus, it didn't come up for like, I don't know, a good week or so. And he was talking to his girlfriend on the phone. And she was like, oh, how old is this guy? And he's like, I have no idea. He <laughs> could be 20, he could be 40. I have, uh, thanks for that, Linus. I, I have no idea. And, uh, and that got me thinking, right? I was like, man, I'm, I'm 28. Because like someone asked me, I was like, yeah, I'm 28. And then, because it's weird, when you get after, like, I don't know whether you guys can relate to this, but after 25, something after your mid-20s, it's all kind of no man's land. You know, when you're growing up, you've got, you know, 13, 16, 18, 21, 25. They're the milestones. After 25... It's no man's land until you get to 30. And all this time, I've had the feeling like I'm early 20s. In my head, I'm 21, you know? My dad, that's actually, that's maybe a quote from my dad. He said, I mean, he's like a billion years old now, but he's not, he's like 59. But he says, yeah, I still feel inside like I'm 21. I'm the same person as to when I was 21. And maybe some of you older, older, <laughs> older listeners can relate to this you still feel the same as if you were 21. And I still feel that now. He did say, oh, but my body feels about 75. But <laughs> but yeah, so I was thinking about this and I'm like, man, I'm 28. That's two years away. Next year, in six months, I'll be 29, which is basically 30, which is almost 40, which is, I mean, let's be fair, that's 50, you know? So basically I'm 50, right? <laughs> and it's, I don't know, it's weird because I don't feel it. So that gives me this feeling of, Oh no, I've got to, I've got to do stuff. It's like a, it's like a, oh, I've got to hurry in a way. I've got to get some stuff done because I'm nearing middle age, you know, <laughs> you know, in a way, maybe I'm being dramatic, but it's like, I'm nearing middle age. I've got to get some stuff done because kind of, I guess the one fear that I have, if you can call it a fear is the fear that when I'm older, I'm going to regret not doing things because you always regret the things that you don't do. And this, um, this, this is everything, you know? I mean, when it comes to, do you want to go and ask that girl out or ask that guy out? Like, you, <laughs> if you go there and you say, hey, you know, I've been, I've been watching you from afar for a little while. Don't start with that, first of all. But <laughs> And you go for it and you fall flat on your face, then you'll get over it. But if you don't ask them, then you go, oh, man, a year down the line, you go, man, I should have done that. You know, so what the hell was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's like, I have this this need to go do stuff. It's like I want to just go out and get on the bike and just go do, you know, go do things, go get some stuff, get some things done because 
time is running out, man. Time is running out for all of us. And this is something I think about, not in a morbid way, but regrets, man. So I'm not a guy with regrets. I have, I can think of one regret that I have, one regret. Maybe I'll work to change that in the future. In fact, I'll go into what it is. So because I've been rambling about random topics throughout this entire thing, why not go on another tangent? So my one regret is that I th you may have heard of it, actually heard of it, heard it when I was talking about way back when in season one, I was talking about how to deal with a breakup before traveling or whilst traveling or something like that. And that's when I first told the story about when I was, uh, I was in Australia with my ex missus, uh, that means girlfriend, not wife. And, and we decided to break up. We were together for four years or so. She's the perfect girl in every way. And we decided to break up. Right. And it, it was the right decision. Right. It was the right decision then. However, since then, and it's been what, two years, maybe more, maybe three years. Jeez. So since then, I've come to realize that maybe, <laughs> maybe that was a mistake. Because for me, she's the perfect girl. I know this is not travel based at all. I know you come here to hear about travel, but, you know, I, I hope you guys, you know, <laughs> want to hear some of these things. So. And maybe you can relate and maybe you can send me a message on Instagram and uh, it'd be more like you helping me than me helping you. So <laughs> at Backpack Digital on Instagram. So yeah, so over the, over the last three years or so, I've come to realize that that's probably a mistake. And so that regret, that's, that's like my one taste of regret and I don't like it. I, it's sour. I do not like the taste of regret. So that is one thing that I'm, that I'm, trying to avoid that i'm trying to run away from in a way successfully i think trying to run away from it because like i said <laughs> all we have is time but we do only have a limited supply and that's even if oh man i'm getting real morbid here but that's e <laughs> even if we make it to the end even if we make it to the finish line man like so as they say you never know what's going to happen people always say about buses you got to watch out for them buses man so that's what I've been thinking about. So here's another thing I've been thinking about. So I saw, I saw Star Wars, right? It was good. In fact, I, uh, <laughs> I bought a ticket and then thought, oh no, have I just bought a ticket for Spanish Star Wars? Los Ultimos Jedi? <laughs> and I read up on like how they do the cinemas in Spain and stuff. And they said, yeah, Spain is like every film. They always dub it. And so I'm like, oh no. So I had to get a different ticket. And I'm so glad I read up on it. Otherwise, I would have got in there and go, oh no. You know, Mark Hamill sounds awfully, awfully Spanish. And so, yeah, that got me thinking, right? I'm always thinking, man. And then I just talk into this microphone about stuff I've been thinking. So, <laughs> so I was thinking about a lot of people. I'm not going to, there's no spoilers, by the way. No spoilers, right? And uh, if there are, I'll cut them out. So don't worry. So a lot of people. It's kind of, it's mixed. Half the people that went in and saw it came out and said, man, they ruined it. They ruined it. And half the people that came out went, yeah, that was good. Enjoyed that, you know? And I think, I mean, I don't know the percentages, right? Obviously. But I wonder as to how much of that comes down to expectation. Because I think when you're expecting something from a film or a place or a person, that can really dictate your feelings on after whatever happens, happens, or after you go to that place. Let's link it back to travel. This is the Travel Stories podcast. So if you hear that Iran is a terrible place to go and you should never go there 
and <laughs> etc. You know all the things, especially if you're in the States, you know all the things that are said about places like Iran. And you go there and you realize that the people are some of the most hospitable people in the world. The place is amazing and you had a jolly good time. I think you'll feel differently than if you went there thinking, man, I know the place is amazing. I've heard all these amazing things about it. It's going to be so good. And then you go there, maybe your expectations are too high or maybe they're too low after hearing other stuff. So I think that colors your experience in a place. And this is actually, it's the same with Malaga, right? So in England, Malaga is kind of like an American version of Malaga would be, what's that place in Mexico? People go, Cancun, that's it. There you go. Um, uh, what's it called? Malaga is our Cancun, right? So people go there. I, I don't know. I suppose. I don't really know what Cancun is to um, Americans. But people go there to have a party and like go on a, you know, girl's holiday. Yeah. And then go there, get really drunk and then come back and go, oh, that was good. And so my expectations of Malaga were low. <laughs> I expected, I expected everyone to be English <laughs> and I expected... I don't know, I expected a lot of drunk women is what I expected, really. You know, not not my idea of fun. And I got here, and it's really nice. It's in a really nice part of Spain. And, well, I've seen maybe two English people. And, I don't know, it's just super nice. And I think because my expectations were low, I think that made it seem, oh, that has that is making it seem much more nice. Much more nice, much nicer. And when it comes to stuff like that, I think a lot about mindset. I've talked about it a lot, but it got me thinking when I was in that hostel, right? So I met this bloke and he was Italian, probably still is. And <laughs> such a bad joke. So yeah, I met him, right? We'll, we'll come back to him. And then there was this, there was this other guy, right? And he was, I don't know why I mentioned the first guy first and then said I'd come back to him. I could have just mentioned him afterwards. Anyway, so there's, there was this bloke and he had maybe, I don't know, 50 bucks left, 50 euros left for his entire trip, you know, and he, he was open-ended. He didn't know when he was going to go back, you know, he didn't know. This was, uh, yeah, this was a French guy. And yeah, he had about 50 bucks left and he was chill. He was like, yeah, I've got this much money left, however, however long it takes me, you know, however far it takes me this money, it's all good. I'm just going to use it to its fullest potential, you know. I'll try and try and cut costs a bit, but uh, but it's all good. My time's all good. Right, so now let's go back to that first bloke I was <laughs> telling you about. So I met him a few days after I left the hostel, right? I was uh, I was riding near the beach and there was, this is such a long-winded story, but <laughs> there was this, uh, this girl on this bike, on this kind of moped, little moped, 50cc, and she was kind of, she was revving it like loads. She was parked on the side of the road and she was revving it loads. And I was thinking, what's going on? So I parked up and... Uh, you know, sparked up a cigarette. I must quit. And then, uh, and she looked at me and then she dropped the bike and I was like, Oh no. So we, we, you know, we picked the bike up and then we attempted to have a conversation, but we couldn't really understand each other. But basically her bike was, was broken, right? was broken. So it would rev, but it wouldn't accelerate. Right. And so, and so we got to work on fixing it. This is such a long winded story. So we got to work on fixing it. <laughs> And, you know, I tried my, I took out one of the sparkies out of mine and put it into hers and yada, 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 right? So we eventually found out it's a spark plug and we went, yada, yada, right? And then as I'm going to leave, this, the first bloke that I mentioned, can you remember back then when I was talking about that first bloke? Yeah, so that bloke came by and he was like, hey, man, hey. And it was weird because we'd talked for about 30 seconds or a minute or something in the hostel. But now because we're out in the world and it's a, it's a familiar face, 
we we kind of had a bond it's like hey i know you i know your face you know <laughs> and it's like it's like we're best mates you know handshake hey man how you doing how have you been you know and so i was talking to him and he was like yeah man i'm i'm a bit stressed to be honest like really really stressed because i've got maybe two three hundred bucks left and i don't know what i'm gonna do because I, I you know i don't want to go home just yet but it's like um and he was so stressed about it and i could see that he was he was getting really not irate but it was really winding him up a bit, you know, and he was getting kind of uh, pessimistic in a way. And the things he was saying, he was seeing the bad in things. And I, we were talking about Barcelona and he was like, oh, yeah, Barcelona. It's like, you know, I got this stolen there and it's I don't know. I wouldn't go back there. Yeah, I don't like the people. And it's like, dude, like, <laughs> you know, think, let's think about some of the good things about Barcelona. It's a nice place. But I think that mindset that he had which was obviously brought on by this uh by this financial worry this mindset that he had was coloring his experience and so not only your expectations but i think your mindset can also color the experience that you're having this is man you see this so often you can see in fact there's an old i want to say proverb but it's not a proverb it's an old story i think it's an old indian story I'm going to butcher this, but there's a king, right? <laughs> and the king, went, this is so not how the story goes, but this is in my memory. This is translated through my memory. So there's a king and he's got two blokes, right, that work for him. I don't know. The king's, I don't know. So <laughs> he says, right, I need to, I'm thinking about taking over this land, right? So <laughs> this is not how the story goes. So can you two blokes, right, like I'm thinking of even taking over this one or this one, right? So you, bloke A, are going to go to uh, place one and uh, and bloke B, you're going to go to place two, right? And then you come back after a week and tell me what it's like, right? And so the first bloke, he was happy-go-lucky. He was chill. He was optimistic, you know, and he saw the good in things and he saw the good in people, right? And uh, and then this bloke B, did I call him? Yeah. So he was pessimistic. He was like this guy that came along, the, the, the French guy that was talking about all his money worries and stuff. He was pessimistic. Everything was, oh, no, he was stressed and he could see instantly the bad in things, the bad in places and the bad in people, right? And so bloke A comes back and he goes, man, I've just been to place one, right? Place one is super good. The people are real smiley, real nice, real cool. And yeah, place is awesome. Weather's nice, nice trees, good place right bloke b comes back he's like oh man i wish i went there i went to place two you can see where this is going i went to place two man it was terrible the people were horrible no one was smiling anywhere oh man it was, the weather was nice but it was terrible you know and then the king says as we can all see coming actually blokes i sent you both to the same place weird that they didn't see each other but so i think your mindset really does color your experience in a place that's something to think about when traveling and that's also something to think about when not traveling when you're because okay so i was editing one of these podcasts for work right and one of the one of the shows we do is something called the one thing and it's a really good show really good show for like if you're like a businessman right or you like self-development and stuff it's a great show anyway so he was saying about how you feel about your stepping stone right so if you're 
let's say you're working. Let's say it's not about travel, right? Say you're working and you say, right, I want to one day own a beach house. This is the thing that the example that he uses. I want to own a beach house, right? Your stepping stone towards that is doing this one job at the moment and then you can climb the ladder, etc. you know, all businessy things and then one day get the beach house. So all this stuff that you're doing is the stepping stone towards that. If you're hating on your stepping stone, then, I mean, what's, what are you going to do without your stepping stone to get somewhere, you know? Wait, what does he say? Waiting for the ship to come in, your ship to come in. The ship never comes in. You have to, you have to, you have to swim to your ship, right? <laughs> so, so this is true when it comes to, for example, saving for travel or putting yourself in a position where you can travel, right? So it's, that's your stepping stone. If you're working right now, if you're on a lunch break right now, if you're coming home from work and thinking, man, I hate work, man, it sucks then, man, that's your stepping stone. That is, if you want to live a life of travel, if you want to live whatever life you want to live, whatever you're doing now is your stepping stone towards it or could potentially be your stepping stone towards it. Maybe, yeah, could potentially be your stepping stone towards that. So if that is vital in order to get to the place you need to get to, why would you feel negatively about it? You know, you know what I'm saying? I know that it's a natural reaction. And I know maybe sometimes jobs suck. Maybe you're working in a mine and you're coming home every coming home every day just covered in dust, going, Man, why do I do this to myself? All you have to think is you know why you're doing it to yourself. It's the stepping stone. And if you go into that mine every single day thinking, Yes, in five years, two years, three months, whatever, I will achieve i will reach my destination it will make you feel much better about the experience that you're having it doesn't just account to places that you're in the experience that you're having in work you will feel much differently about it because you know what it is for right there we go it is at this point where i would answer some listener questions which i love to do but i'm sad because there are none I think I'll blame it on the uh, on the holiday season. Let's say that. That sounds a little better, doesn't it? I think I'll lie to myself a little bit. It's the holiday season. People are busy. People are busy. <laughs> but I do enjoy answering questions. So I am going to do another one next week, another one of these travel logs. It'll be weekly. So if you do have questions, or even if you don't make up a question and send me your questions, you can either find me on Instagram at backpackdigital or you can text me or even ring me. I like to talk on the phone. The only problem is I never let people go. That is plus 44 double seven four five double eight nine four seven two. <laughs> so get in touch. Ask me some questions because I'll be more than happy to talk about them and answer them. Or even if it's not questions, just something you want to tell me. Anyway. I'm going to wrap this up. This has been fun. It's always fun talking to you guys. This was quite the ramble. I realized that and it well it always is so i shall talk to you again next week where i will be Ooh, i'm not going to tell you where i'll be but it's not that interesting but there we go so talk to you next week guys